Here we go. The Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, Michigan. It's freezing cold weather still in this country and in a lot of this country, but this is an indoor game. And it's two six and six teams. You know how much I love this stuff. Anyways, I will say again, I will look at the bright side. I mean, Jerry Kill just came on as the head coach this year at New Mexico State, who had struggled for a decade with Chuck Martin. And uh, their average record was two and ten. He had one winning season, and most of his seasons were two and ten. So what Kill has done in one year is pretty darn amazing to even get them to six and six. But again, look at the schedule. I hate to be, you know, to rain on the parade here, but they started off 0 and 4, 1 and 5, with the only win against Hawaii. Then they beat uh, New Mexico, UMass, Lamar. Not great wins. They got killed by Missouri. They beat a Liberty team who had pretty much knew Hugh Freeze was gone and they weren't they weren't in it. And then uh Valparaiso. So, you know, not still great job by Jerry Kill. Uh there's some neat things about the team I want to discuss. Uh bowling green on the other side, you know, again, real good program under Dave Clausen and going back to Brandon and Urban Meyer. And then you had Dina Babbers come in with the Art Briles stuff, and they had a couple good years. But since then, that's like middle of the decade. They haven't been that good the last couple, few years. So uh, Scott Leffler, the Virginia Tech kid, has come in. He's sort of running a PS Pro. He, he likes his pro stuff. Might even be pro PS. At this. I, I'm not sure which side of it is he's on. But, um, you know, special teams are his deal from Virginia Tech, of course. Uh, the great special teams, and, uh, you know, some defense thrown in, and they've slowly kind of worked their way. But, boy, you look at their, their you know, you look at the stats for this game. It's It just blows my mind. Um, let me get those up. Here we go. Uh, the team's average 23 points a game for Bowling Green, 25 for New Mexico State against a really weak schedule. Bowling Green's schedule was really tough early on, and they started off really bad. And then they came on at the end as well. Uh, 33 points a game given up by Bowling Green, only 24 by New Mexico. But again, bad schedule. But, you know, so Bowling Green's defense, it had improved. It's been really bad for about a decade. And it really improved with their uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, came in last year. Uh, what's his name? Harris. Uh, is it Harris? Let me check that real quick. Um, but anyways, they improved, and then this year just took a step the wrong direction, and uh, and they were had a lot of guys back. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe some injuries. They had like nine guys back. They had 18 starters back overall. Uh, so I, I'm not sure what went down there on defense. They had a, they have a good, some good linebackers. They had some com- coming back. Uh, they should have had a really good defensive line. A guy last year with uh, a bunch of sacks, Brooks. I don't know if there were injuries. I can take a quick look at the stat line on this just to see what we have. Sacks 27. Who we have in here? Laurent Williams. I had the wrong team. Whoops. Um, here we go. Uh, Brooks. Oh, Brooks had 10 sacks. He had a great year. Oh, no, their sack total went up to 37. Sorry. That New Mexico. They're, 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 so Brooks, is a, they had a good year. I, they lost guys in the defensive backfield. They had their front seven coming back, but they lost guys in the defensive backfield. They, you know, I, maybe that goes down a bit. They still had nine interceptions. 
But, you know, my guess is you look at the yards given up and, uh, you know, actually 10236. Yeah, yeah, it was the defensive backfield. But the yards given up weren't that bad. There's a lot of points they gave up for that. So, you know, again, both these teams don't run that much tempo. So that helps the defenses a lot. So I, I think, you know, a lot of that, I bet you had to do with that early schedule. Let me let me share that schedule quick because you're going to um, get the understanding. UCLA, Marshall, Mississippi State, three out of their first four games. They lost, they got blown out in all those, okay? Then, or actually the Marshall game, they won, I'm sorry. But that was Marshall coming off the big Notre Dame win. Okay, so there you go. Um, and then they were able to beat Akron. Uh, they got whooped by Buffalo. Then they went on a streak. Miami, Ohio, Central Michigan, Western Michigan. There's where they started beating up on these teams. Got killed by Kent State. Beat Toledo. That was a big victory, but that was without Daquan Finn. But, and they were down by like 14 and like five minutes left. They made a great comeback. Their quarterback, McDonald's, really had a decent year. He's really come on strong. But then they got killed by Ohio. Okay, so again, this is all skewed by schedules and all this kind of stuff. But that early schedule probably made their D. De- so they're probably better defensively than the stats look. And New Mexico State's probably worse. Let's put it that way. And I mean, Mexico, New Mexico State had a lot of guys coming back too, but not the kind of talent. Uh, well, that's not true because, to be honest, they have um, a couple guys who might even get chances with the NFL. So uh, let me take a quick look at that. I just want to name these guys quick. I've already named a couple Bowling Green guys. This guy, Brohard. I'll have to say that name. Brohard. All right, Trevor Brohard. All right, 6'3", 235, middle linebacker. He has a shot for the NFL. Um, or at some pro league. Uh, Chris Mojo Ojo. <laughs> okay, he's he's got a shot. 6'1", 220, fast as heck. Uh, Lazarus Williams, Donovan King on the line. Uh, so they have some talent, and they were coming back. Both of these coordinators, uh, Nate Dwelling for New Mexico State, was from Pittsburgh State, which Jerry Kill was at at one point, and his coordinator, Tim Beck, and that's not the Tim Beck from uh, Nebraska or Ohio State. That was, it's another Tim Beck. But he was at Pittsburgh State along with Drelling, and they were both under Kill at one point there. So Kill's taking his old guys. Drelling one's a 4-3 hybrid, okay? He, uh, and then as far as uh, the Bowling Green guy here, let me get him. Because I said I was going to name him, and I haven't named him, and I will name him now. Eric Lewis did a real good job the first year. I think the stats look bad because they were giving up 40 points a game. Under Martin, it was terrible. They, he brought it down to 30. Today, this year, it was 33. I think those early games, okay? So overall, pretty good team. Again, another 4-3 hybrid guy. Okay, so some of these guys doing the old standard stuff for hybridizing now. Um, and if you've got good defensive line, like Bowling Green's got Brooks up front, or you have some good linebackers, they got Spires and Taylor. And then I just named Ojo and Brohard for New Mexico State. So these guys are pretty good defenses, weak schedules. And uh, I want to say that Nate Drelling also for New Mexico State just was under Andy Avalos, who does the 4 3 hybrid. hybrid. That, that was at Oregon. That's a good guy to be under. So, okay. Uh, so then you got that. So, this guy, Tim Beck, the coordinator for uh, uh, Jerry Kill. I love this because Jerry Kill is a power, power spread guy. He was doing the power spread ahead of its time, a Dennis Francione, Jim Wacker type of heavy option 
almost a spread option, but not quite. It was still power spread. And then Kill brought it to Northern Illinois and Minnesota. Tim Beck, same line, same same idea, but he does some, he innovated more once he took over at Pittsburgh State. He's been there forever, like since the '90s. And what he started running was what he called a multiple choice option. I call it multiple choice spread option. Okay, so I still, th- but he'll throw the ball too. They'll throw the ball. So I think it's a mix and he'll just run like all kinds of different option stuff out of it. So that's going to be an, and I haven't seen it. I have not seen this. I, I want to see, I'm curious to see what this offense is like, but you know, did it light the, the, the roof on fire this year? No, you know, it's, they had a long way to go. They've been having a lot of bad years. Um, so that wasn't going to happen, but they put Pavia in a junior college transfer at quarterback. He's a real dual threat kid. Uh, and, uh, and he had, uh, what did he have, like 400 yards running this year. He's pretty good. He was actually their second best runner. They did more running back by committee, had a couple junior college guys in and transfers. Uh, Kill brought in a lot of transfers to try to rectify the situation quick. Pavia did get hurt in the last game of the year, but they say he's going to play. The backup, Frakes, is a taller guy that doesn't run as much. So uh, he actually, yeah, he runs a little bit, but anyways. But it would be better if they have Pavia for their power power spread deal. So, you know, and then they, they didn't, the, the receivers, it was receiver by committee, running back by committee, maybe just because they didn't have it. As far as Bowling Green, it was more towards the, it wasn't much of the power spread. It's more of a pro PS with Loeffler, Leffler, Scott Leffler. Matt McDonald, though, very good year, 2,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He has a, a decent, okay, running back by committee. And then uh, a, a, a guy who transferred in, a, Odio Hilaire, Hilaire, anyway, big year receiving, fast guy, you know, so they have, and they blew up, they really had a big game uh, when they made that comeback, that was their big win of the year, their signature win, that comeback against Toledo, and McDonald and Hilaire just went on fire together, so I've got to think, you know, also, uh, the only got real guys missing, I think Pavia is going to play, but they're missing their punter, New Mexico State, so, and this is, I mean, Coming from a two and ten program into a, I, I gotta, I have to go with Bowling Green in this. I, I think, you know, I know New Mexico State's defense is decent, but so is Bowling Green. Bowling Greens, and I think that a tougher schedule, even early on, even throughout the max season, I think Bowling Green the tougher schedule. Uh, and you know, like I said, both these teams, it's amazing they're in a bowl as, as bad as they both started out, and uh, yeah, Bowling Green winning one, two, three, four, four out of the last six. When they play a tough team, they get whooped. But this isn't one of those. So I really think they're going to win this. I think Leffler, he's done a good job. His special team, he's done a good job. It's amazing that he got the eke these wins out with his schedule, that he was able to get these wins with the way the stats look on there. But but anyways, but, you know, McDonald's good. I mean, they've got some good passing game there, have some good defense. And I don't think New Mexico State's going to really be up to the task. If they are going to do it, it's going to be because Pavia and the run game really get going, and Pavia hits a couple passes to open that up too, and that whole thing, and then it leads to some big aggression on defense where they can get a couple big hits, sacks, uh, fumbles, interceptions off of McDonald, but I don't see that happening. That's how they're going to have to do it, but I don't see it. I see Bowling Green being able to win this.